The Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast has finally become a man. Just turned 13. Hey, Mazel tov, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 677, Holy Land Hamlet. It's a podcast bar mitzvah in the sort of perfect timing that might actually make me think there's a God. While we were in Israel performing the international premiere of Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel, this podcast celebrated its 13th birthday. So we decided to celebrate by going to Molly Bloom's, Tel Aviv's Irish pub, to toast this milestone and talk about how the performances in Jerusalem, Haifa, and Tel Aviv have gone. Joining me were Chad Yarish, who plays the jester Yorick and Ophelia's mother Lilith, Doug Harvey, who plays Hamlet and Polonius, our stage manager Elaine Randolph, and wardrobe goddess Aaron Sweeney. And we began by talking about the differences between workshopping the show in two small black box spaces in California with performing for hundreds and hundreds of people in beautiful theaters in Israel. Doug Harvey kicked us off by talking about the audiences themselves. The audiences here, not only do they understand it, like, which is awesome, yeah. uh, they're amazingly nice. And so, like, we, we're, we're finding out when we get to the lobby afterwards, like, just how much they appreciate it. Because we're finding, like, the, the they're understanding it, and they're sort of appreciating it, and the laugh comes after that. Right. Right? And then, then it's sort of, like, titters throughout, and then we... And then and in in the lobby, they're going, "Oh my God, that was one of the best things I've ever seen!" Right? And they're like audiences yeah. that I. Uh, they're like audiences in in Alaska. They're so grateful that we have come all this way to do a show for them, and we're grateful to to have come all this way. Um, you're right. They get. We, we were worried about some of the cultural references, like we make a reference to Dunkin' Donuts, we make a reference to the NRA, um, uh, and some other things. But they but they got all the cultural references. Completely completely here. I mean, a lot of, in Jerusalem particularly, we had a lot of American and British expats in addition to Israelis. Yeah. And a largely Israeli audience in Haifa and then, a, and a, and then another mixed crowd um, uh, at our first performance in Tel Aviv. Yeah. But you're right, they're so friendly. So at the top of Act 2, when I come out as Ophelia and I'm welcoming people, I can, that's the first time I can look at them. And, 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 and I can see them, I can see the looks on their faces because I say to them, you know, the, my typical thing of, of, I'm so glad so many of you could make it. I'm so glad so many of you stayed and they're just going, oh, of course, of course, you're all... You know, they're just the looks on their faces are, are fa- fantastic. Yeah, and just, like, standing out there, doing the show, looking out, like, like the first row today was they looked like they were all asleep, just, yeah. like, eyes closed, kind of head to the side. It was a noon matinee, in it fairness. Was, yeah. <laughs> noon matinee on Shabbat, uh, but... They were paying attention. Yeah. They were soaking it all in, and like there is the language thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're they're soaking it all in. They're appreciating it, and while they're not raucous, yeah. they are super happy to be there. Yeah. And I think we've added 
maybe five minutes to the show because we have been going slower to account for people uh, having problems with our English, which is fair. <laughs> There's probably some Americans that have some problems with our English. <laughs> and, and in a way, actually, it sort of reminded me like what my actions are in certain scenes. It's, it's, it's yeah. caused me to like really think about how do I make this clear, not yeah. just for an Israeli audience, but like when we get back to the States with it, you know, what what's the choice I'm really making here? Right. And really underlining each words, picking up our cues, but taking yeah. the lines themselves, you know, slowly, more slowly and with great uh, uh, intent and focus. We've stopped focusing on doing it the fastest and the funniest that we can. Right. We're actually now taking the time to not only deliver the lines in an understanding way, but for me, saying them slower helps me to understand what I'm doing and gives me all these new choices right. and time to yeah. like act on the line and yeah. make the story clearer. Yeah, and while at the same time we're picking up our cues, so we are. T- so it, it feels urgent. It still feels urgent, but we're doing it in such a way that so the audience understand. We haven't had what what I was going to say was that we um, there was there was some, there was been some confusion. So there weren't any programs actually at any of the shows. So we're standing out in the lobby afterwards with pens, sharpies in our hands. There's nothing to sign, so we're taking a lot of selfies, but um, which is also fun. But uh, but one of the byproducts of that is that people are coming out in the audience going, wait, there are only three of you? <laughs> and that's amazing to me. And they're saying, wait, who played the king? Which one was the king? And it's like, how could, how could that not be more obvious, you know? <laughs> that yet that's the magic of theater, you know, is that uh, um, they're, 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 they're really uh, loving it. And following the story, that was the thing today. A couple of times, you know, you, you tell off your father and you say, I'm off to Wittenberg. To study philosophy, and people went, oh, big deal. I mean, that which thrills me that they're following the story so well. Well, and I was going to say, there's not nothing to sign. There are a few diehard fans that yes. show up yeah. with RSC scripts and yeah. the books, yeah. and uh, like. We're in Israel, so we probably haven't seen many of these people before. Yeah. But when we did the show uh, at Spreckles, there was a girl that showed up with a book, and it had all of these signatures in it. And she opened it up, and she's like, wait, I already got yours. <laughs> and she had come to the Davis performance Wow. Uh, that yeah. we did uh, for Long Lost, like a year and a half So ago. all these signatures of all these different cast members she'd seen over the years. Yeah. So, Doug, you were the new kid on that That's one. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I was the one that needed to add the signature to the collection there. Right. Yeah. And we're getting, uh, uh, like, some folks who were saying um, they saw Long Lost Shakes at the Edinburgh French Festival a couple summers ago. Um, a, couple, a, a gal who had seen us in Ohio or something. I came to see you in Ohio, so I'm so glad you came to see me, you know, here in, here in uh, Jerusalem, I guess it was. Um, that one guy, the Abracadabra guy, yeah. uh, opening night in, in Jerusalem, said, he said, I saw you 22 years ago. And I said, well, thank you for coming again. And he said, and I will see you in another 22 years. <laughs> said, All right, it's a date, by God. Um, but yeah, no, I think the story of Hamlet's Big Adventure has, beca- has, has become clear. And there was one woman in, Jer- uh, in Jerusalem who said, yes, and I, I, I teach Shakespeare. I said, did we get anything right? She said, not a thing. <laughs> um, but I definitely feel like people, the, what I was saying earlier, people get the, um, they're getting the cultural references and they're getting a lot of the Shakespeare 
references. Mm-hmm. Like our presenter, Yoav's mom said, I don't know Shakespeare, but I, fu- I got everything. I understood everything. Because everybody knows Hamlet, right? Yeah. that's it, it, the, They understand all the references about, like... Going to the orchard, <laughs> Go, right? Yeah. yeah, the king sleeping in the orchard, and yeah. and and Hamlet being indecisive or incredibly decisive. I mean, people are uh, tracking that stuff. Well, and they're also tracking. It seems like just certain things that don't need any translation, right? Like right. like you know, we have some very slapsticky moments in this, sure. and you know, we have the the, the sword, the Lotzi with the sword, where mm-hmm. that's the heaviest sword in the world. And as long as you know, we're clowning that in a precise way, you know, oh, yeah, it, yeah. audiences really are really tracking. To that today, do they really? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I can't hear that because I'm acting, you know. Because, yeah. Yeah. but I, uh, but if that's good, I'm thrilled that they're like when. Ones. So you do this move where the sword is on the ground, you start to move towards me, yeah. and then like the sword holds you back. Yeah, and it was just like this tiny little thing, and we've done it like so many times in rehearsal and so many times in performances. And this was the first time I saw, I heard, literally heard people go, "Oh, it's heavy." <laughs> <laughs> Whereas. I am backstage every day holding my breath because I have to put the sword together before every show. So I just stand there like, please don't fall apart, please don't fall apart, please don't fall apart. And then I hear them laughing and half of me is like, are they laughing because the sword broke? Because <laughs> the sword, you have to take the sword apart to tr- to fit in the trunks, yep. so we can ship it over here. Yep. No, but the way you put it together is ingenious. There's a little hinge and some leather strapping, and uh, it's fabulous. A lot of gorilla, a lot of gorilla tape. A lot of gorilla tape. <laughs> well, yeah, and I was thinking too. You were you were talking earlier about how we weren't in the programs, and we had some people to say, right. right? Like I didn't know there were only three of you, right? right? And yeah. like thanks to Aaron and like you guys yeah. working backstage, like they they had no idea how to, how we got those costume changes done yeah and, and that was really cool because we've had to work with you've had to work with uh, a new uh, wardrobe assistant for for the Tel Aviv shows versus the Haifa and Jerusalem ones and so like that's presented its own challenges but like it's been so cool working with those with the new crew well and they've done a pretty good job actually the costume changes which I thought were going to be a bigger problem have not really been a problem at all yeah um, we got really lucky when we did the shows at Spreckles in Roner Park because we had Jessica from the workshop working backstage with me. Right. And so because she knew the show so well, we yeah. really had a great opportunity to refine our paperwork and really get very specific yeah. about not just what needed to be done, but how to do it. That, and that's a friend of the pod, Jessica Romero, who played Ophelia and the King in the workshop. Yeah. And so... Um, when we first got to Jerusalem, the I gave the paperwork to our wardrobe assistant, Noi, and she copied it out in Hebrew. Oh, I had thought nice. about trying to put it through Google Translate, but I had no idea what was going to come out, and I didn't. Yeah. I can't check that. So uh, she wrote everything out in Hebrew, uh-huh. and so then uh, today, when we came into the Tel Aviv show, I could hand Hebrew paperwork nice. to the person, and that made it even easier. Well, so. we we sort of had a test run of how well that translation would have worked out uh, the other day when we took a trip to the Dead Sea, and the driver of our car wasn't great on English. He was okay, but we started using an app to do the translation. And sometimes he'd be like, yeah, yeah, good. We go see beach. Okay. And then another time he'd be like, I don't know what that was. <laughs> Bad translation. Bad translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, his, uh, but his English was uh, uh, miles better than your Hebrew, is how I'm guessing. Well, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Fair point.
my name is Alexander Grushinsky. I am a cinematographer. I recently shot a movie called Hamlet 2, and you are listening to Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSE the RSE? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. Our performances in 2019 conclude with performances of the ultimate Christmas show abridged in Pontiac, Michigan on December 14th and in Phoenix, Arizona on December 20th and 21st. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. Now back to our conversation about how Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel, played in Israel last week. We each had people come up to us in the lobby to tell us how much they loved the story and how they were able to follow it, even for a handful of folks who spoke very little English. I guess there's something universal about Shakespeare and silly. Yeah, well, and, and, and it was such a sigh of relief, too, in Jerusalem that first night when, that you know, when, exactly, yeah. like when, when I lifted up the sheet oh, okay. and then, you know, we had the moment of dad. Yeah. Oh, people are laughing. Okay. They did come to see a comedy. Yeah. Right, right. The and they're, gl- life, and they're yeah. glad it is a comedy <laughs> because it starts, the Hamlet's Big Adventure starts like if you were, if you just walked in without knowing what the show was, you yeah. go, oh, hell, this is the beginning of Hamlet. <laughs> you know, so it starts the same way. And then and then the sheet, the oh, it turns out the ghost is a guy in a sheet. Oh, and it's his dad. Oh, okay. Was, I'm on board. I was starting to hear some, some titters at the very beginning today of, you know, even though it was, we have a scary introduction of the show, spoiler alert, but, yeah. uh, you know, but is, is that when the ghost in a sheet walks past the doorway? Maybe that yeah. could be. I don't see that because I'm 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 look I'm trying to look for the ghost. But right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Chad and I were standing behind the curtain at the very first show, and I think I don't think it was a, a conscious thing, but we were both tensed and then heard the first laugh, and I could see us both go, oh, okay, okay, this is going to be good. Well, and that's kind of like at the beginning of every one of these shows, because I have like seven minutes while you guys are out there, blah, 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 <laughs> uh, and we, we can sort of gauge the audience reaction in those first couple of minutes, like the, whatever you guys are doing, whatever we hear we're like all right this is going to be the tone for the rest of the show and so like jerusalem like right off the bat boom today the first show in tel aviv there was sort of a silence and we're like okay you know what it was yeah you mentioned earlier that you sort of felt this goodwill coming from the audience when you sit in the back of the house what you're hearing is people reacting to it but in a in a low tone yeah. So there's all these rolling chuckles that you don't get. Right. Because there's like, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you don't get all of that, but it's like, it's universal, yeah. which is the fun part. Yeah. Well, so I was going to, so this was a, yeah. for us in the U.S., this was a Sunday matinee crowd. Yes. <laughs> yes. Friday Absolutely. afternoon. Yeah. Friday afternoon Friday at afternoon. noon. Friday afternoon in Israel yeah. is a Sunday matinee yeah. in America. Yeah, kind of a sleepy, kind of older. What was, in both in Haifa and uh, uh, and Jerusalem, there were younger people in the audience. And so, like, when we do, um, um, we, when we do the Hamilton, Hamilton the musical uh, work. bit, work, um, the young people in the audience just go, oh, my God, oh, my God. 
what? Because it's finally something yeah. they get. <laughs> finally something they understand. And uh, and 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 shout out to um, uh, Zach Moore, our sound designer, who um, he said, have you have you ever thought of dump, doubling down on the Hamilton joke and actually putting some beats behind these r- rhymes? And so there were uh, the rhymes I had put in was a whole section about um, the vassal and the castle, which is. A, a parody of of the uh, the the lengthy routine in uh, Danny Kaye's The Court Jester, um, the vessel uh, the uh, vessel with the pestle and the pellet with the poison business, which maybe <laughs> maybe a quarter of the audience understands, but everybody understands Hamilton. Uh, as a reference. Even if you haven't seen it, you understand it. And the 25 people who understand that Vassal in the Castle is like a Vessel in the Pestle thing, they still get it. Now it's what, So it's definitely improvement. Thank you, Zach. Plus, um, when we did the shows in Roner Park and all of my friends who are huge Shakespeare nerds came to the show, and I could hear them laughing from backstage, uh, when you get to the point in the rap where you say look around I could hear them howling oh, good. they were louder than you rapping <laughs> <laughs> look around look around we'll be lucky if we can stay alive right now no I was going to say as a person who um, didn't get the Danny Kaye reference or the Hamilton reference wow. it's wow. still good <laughs> like, it still works on its own I, I get to stand on stage and watch you guys just Thread the needle <laughs> of success every night. Well, and luckily, yeah. we, we have a warm-up for that every day. It's like a fight choreography with, mm-hmm. with just the rap choreography. And, uh, well, you're uh, right. There, there is something about there's a there's a technic a dazzling technicality in in yes. in the doing of it. As you, I think you said that when we were backstage once. And it's not just with the Shakespearean language, but with the sort of you know contrapuntal uh, 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 fast. Rap, rappy kind of rhyming. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's dazzling. It's fun to see. Yeah, just the the fast flow of it, the technical aspect of you guys performing it, and the the it's just yeah. well written. Yeah. It's it's fun to watch every well, time. It, it does seem too like less is more with that. Once you know the rap, like don't try to think about it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't do think it. about it. Don't act it. Just say it yeah. and 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 yeah. get out of its way. Make it clear. Make, Make it, it clear. good. Yeah. Um. Well, and this was this is um. So so what we've had, uh, uh, Chad, you did a total of 12 workshop performances of this. Doug and I did a total of three workshop performances of this. We are now doing uh, five performances of it in Israel. Now we take three months, four months off until we do it again in, in two performances in March in Reston, Virginia, and someplace in Pennsylvania. I can't remember where. Washington. Washington, Pennsylvania, Washington, Pennsylvania. But there's no current sort of uh, extended run of Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel, scheduled yet. So we won't really be able to really fine-tune it the way we want. I mean, I think we've learned a lot. We've already cut a couplet from the show. We won't be able to learn completely what we need to learn until we get that until we get that run. Have you guys learned anything just in these handful of performances? I mean, or, or, or can you, or, obviously you've learned some things. Can you articulate some of the things that you've, you've learned about the performance of it? Yeah, I think uh, Hamlet's arc has suddenly become a lot clearer to me. Getting, getting to do it 
uh, five shows over the course of seven days here, um, I, I have a much better idea of where I am at the top of the show versus where I am at the end of the show. And that, I mean, that was clear during the workshops, but... It's clear but, intellectually, intellectually in your head. But, but then yeah. when you go on that sort of uh, the physical journey of that, you know, we were yeah. talking today about how the second act just flies by for us, yeah. right? And, yeah. and uh, in a lot of ways, because we're all playing so many different characters in that second act, yeah. I get to come back to Hamlet and I go, oh, I'm growing throughout this second act, right? Yeah. And then, then yeah. when I come out with, you know, with In All Black, you know, uh, suddenly I'm, I'm the kingly figure that I want to be the at the top, yeah. right? Um, and you are every inch the king exactly. at the end. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all five four, uh, five uh, feet four inches of king, <laughs> dripping wet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's become clear in part because we've had this this audience that's really listening, and we've had to uh, slow down and listen to each other for this yeah. run, you know. And yeah. I, 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 it's become a a mental and a physical exercise in finding that arc. Uh, for me, um, like this is the fifth show of yours that I've workshopped, right. and I feel like in all of the other ones, it is a—it's always been a sprint from start to end. Right. And this one is really more a marathon. Like keep the pace—you you don't have to just go all out. You, but use your speed and energy in the places that it needs it, but there are other places where it's totally okay to slow down yeah. and let those characters have a moment and fill the stage. Like, you're you're not stopping the action, but you're, you don't have to just sprint. You're throwing a different color into it. Yeah, I think that's a really great analogy. Because you say it's a marathon, but it, and yet it feels like the least exhausting and kind of fastest of our shows to do. We put the curtains come the curtain comes down at the end and we go, God, we're done. Yeah, that seems very fast to me. Yeah, uh, well absolutely like so long lost was that was a sprint. Yeah. That's that is crazy hectic. Twelve characters plus a piece yeah. for each of the actors. Where this one like four or five. Yeah. Oh. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. I'm just gonna It's nice to see characters that have that keep returning in scenes and have an arc. Yeah. You know, that have this nice through line through the show. People like a story. Have those moments, yeah. It's kind of fun. In Long Lost, you each play three characters just for the curtain call. Long Lost is non-stop. And we're back to Hamilton. Well done, Aaron. Thank you for bringing, bringing it full circle. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Send us your 13th birthday thoughts via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks as always to also birthday boy Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band, our random fan shout out this this week goes to David Stein. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Alexander Grushinsky, the cinematographer of a little sequel called Hamlet 2, starring Steve Coogan, Catherine Keener, and Amy Poehler. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 677 2031 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. 
And uh, here's to our Israeli run. And I think it's only right and proper that uh, we are <laughs> spending one of our last nights uh, in Israel at uh, Molly Bloom's Irish <laughs> pub in Tel Aviv. <laughs> so again, authentic, authentic Irish pub. So uh, again, l'chaim, mazel tov, everybody. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less.